We have more news on delays to the MLB season. And meanwhile, we consider whether we are foxes or hedgehogs. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had the three cold brews yet. Got ahead of me on uh, my my caffeine question, so glad glad to know that there's been uh, some caffeination in your life. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy in 15 on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball at 15 for Tuesday, March 17th. I'm Al Melkier, and I am joined here by Michael Beller. And Michael, this is the first time that I've talked to you, um, I guess, roughly a week. So obviously a lot has happened uh, since we last did this show together. Uh, I also went uh, to the New York area to do the Tout Wars uh, auction. But of course, there was no live auction there. Um, that got canceled uh, pretty much while I was en route uh, to uh, to New York. Um, so I discussed that with uh, DVR in the last episode. But I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. Uh, do you have any drafts that are upcoming uh, or uh, are you through them already? No, yeah, I do have uh, one left, Al, and happy that you uh, you made it to New York and, and back home uh, feeling good. Uh, definitely very happy to, to hear that. Um, I have one left. It's my home league. It was supposed to be uh, March 23rd, um, uh, next Monday, we have uh, pushed it back indefinitely and got a feeling we're going to be drafting a whole lot closer to something like May 23rd rather than March 23rd after the latest news coming from MLB that they will be uh, postponing at least eight weeks, sitting out at least uh, eight weeks uh, with the uh, complying with the recommendation uh, from the CDC. So going to be quite a while. We're going to have a much longer uh, draft season than we intended or wanted to have, certainly. Yeah, that's right, and uh, that is something new since our, our last episode that uh, MLB has decided to follow those uh, CDC guidelines, so no events with 50 or more people for eight weeks. So really, I mean, I'm hearing this interpreted in different ways in different places. Uh, it seems the consensus is that really the earliest would be Memorial Day weekend or early June, and I think we can probably all agree that that's may be optimistic. Uh, we also have some other developments as reported by the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal. No scouting activity is going to be permitted, and that is for an indefinite period. And that is uh, in order to basically level the, the playing field in terms of scouting, assuming that the, uh, the draft will go as, as scheduled in June. Uh, and also, there is possibly a transaction freeze coming so there have been a couple of minor transactions the most recent one that i saw michael was the blue jays adding um joe panic to their 40-man roster but uh, we probably that could be the last one we see for a while and uh big news item coming out of tampa that a yankees minor leaguer has tested positive for covid 19 so uh you know, this just keeps developing, uh, and I would expect in the coming days that, you know, we could see more and more restrictions in terms of uh, sites being shut down, players being restricted in terms of, you know, when and where they can work out and, and that sort of thing. I do want to get to one draft prep item, even though, again, draft prep is, is a ways away. I was doing research uh, earlier today on Yosmero Petit. Okay. And as and I was, I, I promise. There's, there's a, every a good story of, starts with that sentence. It does. So that's why I'm starting this one with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, every time I look this up, Michael, I'm always shocked that 
in two of the last three seasons, he has been a top 20 reliever in terms of roto value. And in the one season he wasn't top 20, he was top 40. So that's pretty incredible for somebody who's had no saves in the last two years and four saves over the last three years. But he just pours in a ton of innings with great ratios. And not even a lot of strikeouts in terms of rate. Uh, just good ratios, enough, enough innings to make all of that, including the strikeouts, matter. So what I realized in, in looking that up about Petit is that uh, you know, normally he'd be sort of a sneaky play. I think, you know, even potentially in a 12-team league, when you're talking about somebody who's now got a track record of being a top reliever, even though he's not a closer. But I thought, you know, with the shorter season, and, and especially a season that, you know, it may be half, half of, of a full season, or even, you know, best-case scenario, two-thirds. I think pitchers who uh, are durable and pitch a lot of innings, that that relative advantage maybe gets whittled away. And that's something I'm going to have to look into, I think, with, with more detail and really see if that's true. But, you know, the case of Petit, I mean, he's sort of a unicorn among among relievers. But if we think about if we think about starting pitchers, there's a number of them who I think their their durability is a, a big part of, of their value. So somebody like a Jose Barrios, uh, a Mike Miner, a Zach Wheeler, Marcus Stroman – uh, you know, these are pitchers who, you know, they, they have good ratios. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with them. But I think that, you know, if these same pitchers were projected to throw 140, 150 innings as opposed to somewhere in the 180 to 200, 210 range, you know, I, I think they would be much, much further uh, or not, I would, not much further off the, off the radar because they're not off the radar. But, they, you know, maybe sort of on the margins of the radar. So, again, I think this deserves more exploration, but what's your thinking as uh, you're thinking maybe about your draft that's coming up still? Is this something you would take it, uh, into account with uh, somebody like a, a Brios or, or a Zach Wheeler? Yeah, you know, I think we have to. It's something that I hadn't really thought about just yet until you pointed it out to me, but I think it's, uh, I, I think it's something that is not only worth considering, but that uh, cries out to be considered because uh, the guys you mentioned, the guys that you list in this group are not guys who are going to uh, blow you away in terms of strikeouts, right? I mean, there being some, they're going to be some guys who maybe seem like they could fit this discussion, but the strikeout numbers are going to be so great that you're going to eventually take them out of this discussion. But the ones you mentioned, and the one who really does jump out is Jose Barrios, uh, because of the fact that he is still ranked pretty highly. Uh, he's ranked in that same group with, uh, you know, like Trevor Bauer and Brandon Woodruff. He's right in that same range of pitcher. And I could have seen an argument for Barrios over those guys previously, but now with the fact that we're going to get, you know, maybe half a season or two thirds at best, as you said, uh, then that, that advantage that Brios had over those guys in terms of being someone who's durable and reliable and you know he's pretty much going to be out there every single time, uh, every fifth day, uh, that that goes away. And their advantage in per-game numbers and uh, strikeouts uh, really eats up any advantage or any um, anything that Brios had to offset what those guys do in that regard. So I think it's something that should be considered with all these guys. I think we're going to have to, um, you know, flip this idea then over to other areas of our draft prep and think about other ways that we're, we're accumulators 
aren't quite as valuable as guys who are huge per-game performers. That's something that is going to have to factor into every single decision uh, that we make as we recalibrate what this MLB season is going to be. It's something that we uh, can start to do now, but really, Al, I I mean, it could be a month before we know uh, exactly how far we have to recalibrate based on the fact that we're just not going to be knowing any sort of real timeline beyond it's not happening for a while for a while. Yeah. And, you know, that's frankly why, you know, I think as we move forward and, you know, we we think about things to talk about, it's probably best to stay away from uh, analyzing specific players and, and, you know, making these sorts of proclamations because, yeah, it really depends on the specific calibration that we're going to have to make. And we have no idea what that is. So this is just more kind of a general principle that I started thinking about. And it's, you know, it's not even a totally new thing, you uh, even on this show, because on the uh, episode that we had on Monday, DVR was talking about how in his Towers auction that he was giving more weight to players. He, uh, for example, he got um, uh, Forrest Whitley and Mackenzie Gore, and he was saying you know he would expect that they're going to be pitching more innings in proportion to players that are going to you know, be there all season, or maybe those players will be there all season, depending on when the season starts. So this is really just the flip side of that, um, that, yeah, there are going to be players that were riskier and more questionable because of playing time that now maybe become less so, but then the ones who you get an edge for being steady and durable, that, you know, that edge conversely uh, maybe goes away. So, and I was also glad, Michael, that you pointed out that, yeah, you know, Players like Jacob Degrom, Max Scherzer, they're they're obviously mm-hmm. exempt from this because uh, they're going to you know give you strikeouts in bulk and just you know great numbers across the board. So we're about to get to our featured read, but first, did you know that seventy five percent of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydra creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc to help hydrate you quickly and help you stay hydrated all day. And Hydrogen is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BASEBALL at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BASEBALL for 25% off your first order. Let's get to that Mike Salfino piece. Uh, It's on The Athletic right now. Go check it out. It is called Take the Fantasy Baseball GM Quiz. Are you a fox or a hedgehog? And so the basic distinction here is uh, a hedgehog is somebody who's maybe more detail-oriented. And the way Michael described it, and I'm probably not going to do this justice, you just need to go read the piece because there's a lot of nuance that Michael gets at here that I'm not going to probably get at uh, in a few minutes. But the the basic idea is that a hedgehog has what Michael says is, is the inside view whereas the fox takes more sort of a, uh, a holistic view, if you will, of um, assessing players. And so somebody who's a hedgehog likes to do the deep dive and looks at a lot of very intricate stats 
and the the head or the fox looks at uh, you know broader broader patterns uh, across all of baseball, not just pertaining to one player. So I read this and thought, I'm a hedgehog. And I wasn't really happy about that because Michael, the way Michael writes the piece, he sort of paints the hedgehog as somebody who misses a lot of important stuff. <laughs> but I thought, for better or for worse, I think I'm a hedgehog. And I took the quiz, and, and the quiz says I'm a fox. Look at you, a fox. Yeah. You knew you were all along. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I took the quiz also, and uh, I came out uh, – I came out as a fox as well, which uh, I, I would have guessed going into it. But I will say the one the one area that I uh, can get a little hedgehoggy in is that, and I think you and I have talked about this. I can't off the top of my head remember which player we were talking about it uh, with respect to. But uh, something that I always uh, uh, hammer home, something I, I truly do believe in, and I think it's been borne out over the years by a number of players across a number of different sports, is that uh, sometimes the unexpected does happen in a way that can actually be predicted if you just have a little bit of belief, if you have a little bit of blind faith. And, um, you know, the way that it, the way that it manifests itself is that we are, no matter what sport we're talking about, we are talking about world-class athletes in their early twenties who are eventually going to uh, explode in one way or another, right? I mean, there are guys who, uh, have the pedigree and have the uh, the latent talent in them, and even though they haven't done it just yet, eventually do do it. Cattell Marte, I think, is a good example of this uh, from from last year. And uh, it's it, some at some point we just have to, or you, if the hedgehog, it seems like, is going to be believing that this will happen. And I think that there are right times to be the hedgehog. You just have to find the right player to do it on. Uh, and so that's why I thought maybe I would come out uh, as a hedgehog as well because that something that I do hammer home a lot and I think it's something that even though in the fantasy world we love to have uh, evidence to back up every single thing we do that sometimes you know 2019 Cattell Marte does happen and if you get out of that Fox mentality I think it is a little bit more predictable than we give it credit for you just have to be willing to go and find it is there a particular rule of thumb or pattern that you look for that gives you more confidence in believing in a specific outcome for a player or an outcome within a fairly narrow range? Um, I say you have to you have to be willing to to bet on it before it happens sometimes and then the first person who comes to mind for me uh, maybe because he's in the he's the photo in the the Selfino column is Lucas Giolito and I think people are selling Giolito short coming into this season uh, because you know he like last year wasn't some anomalous performance last year was what we thought Giolito was going to be ever since he became you know this highly touted prospect in the national system so I tend to give credit to those guys right I mean a lot of times uh, it'll look like a guy has had a one year that maybe was above his head and projection systems, understandably because their projection systems are always going to come in underneath what he did that previous season, thinking that we need to see it again before we're ready to assign this as his baseline ability. I understand that. But with players like Giolito, who did have that high first-round pedigree, who was uh, considered one of the elite prospects in baseball for multiple years, to me, last year wasn't all right, this guy had a great season, but let's see him do it again. It was, no, no, this is who we thought he was, and it took him a while, and he had to fight through some injuries to get there. But now that he's there, I personally am willing to believe that this is you know water finding its level, and that's what we saw from Lucas Giolito last season. Yeah, well, and it, yeah, it was the Giolito reference that also convinced me that I must be a hedgehog because 
the way that he described that the two different mindsets will deal with a player and with Giolito being used as an example, I was like, oh, this is this is what I did. I you know I broke down Giolito's 2019 season season into you know little bits. And, uh, you know, made sure that everything looked, you know, verified and, and backed up and, and validated. And, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, that's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got there, you know, maybe both being a little hedgehoggy, but, but doing it in different ways. So, anyways, do check out Michael's piece. Take the Fantasy Baseball GM quiz. Are you a fox or a hedgehog? And uh, you know, let us know which one you are. Uh, pretty, pretty cool thing. So uh, on that note, we are going to put a bow on this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can get 40% off a subscription at theathletic.com slash baseball in 15. Everything that we do is a part of your subscription. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and a review, we would also greatly appreciate it if you did take the time to do that. So For Michael Beller, I'm Al Melchior, and we will be back here on Wednesday.